0: this is the oanda podcast brought to you by jazz fm's business breakfast this is the oanda market insights podcast each week we preview and review the big markets and business stories with an oanda senior market analyst and this week it is ed moyer in new york good morning to you ed
1: Good morning to you.
0: Up again bright and early, so thank you for that. Uh, it's been a very interesting uh, week on both sides of the Atlantic. Uh, we've had the central banks with their latest decisions on rates. No big surprises in the UK. The Monetary Policy Committee voted 7-2 to two for no change to the base rates in the United Kingdom. So two members wanted a cut indeed there were some rumors that the decision was leaked as there was a bit of a jump in sterling before the announcement i don't don't know if you heard about that ed and of course on your side of the atlantic uh, no change for u.s rates although jay powell made some interesting comments around the coronavirus and the effect that might have on the global economy
1: very much so and I think uh, everyone they take a look at the Fed foam C day we had you know no major surprises as you mentioned but the, the concerns to the global outlook the uh, the effects of the coronavirus there's a lot of uncertainties that still remain in place um, I think that when we when we take a look at what people were looking to get out of that meeting. They were trying to get some further clarity regarding the balance sheet. Uh, the, the Fed, you know, since uh, that September scare with the uh, overnight markets, uh, the Fed has been providing, you know, steady liquidity operations. The Fed did not really give any new insights. They said a second quarter, you know, that's when uh, things are going to start to wind down. Uh, They did not announce a standing repo facility. So uh, pretty much they punted. They just decided, you know what, we're just going to wait and see. And uh, it feels that uh, the majority of central banks out there are in wait and see mode. And uh, you're probably going to see uh, investors be a little bit cautious here. That's why we're seeing treasury yields continue to plummet. People were talking about with the 170 level. Well, then 160 gave, and now you now we're, we're we're approaching 150. And before you know that, we could see record record lows. So I, I think you're going to probably see investors still remain cautious. And uh, you know, as you highlighted earlier, you know it was a big week in earnings, and we had uh, a lot of uh, um, strong reports. And uh, you know, markets are still skeptical, um, either despite you know some of the, the strong moves we've seen in U.S. stocks.
0: Yeah, we'll talk a bit more about earnings in a moment or two. But uh, going back to the concerns about the coronavirus, it's mainly because the effect it could have on major major economies if global supply chains that flow from China are disrupted. And that was reflected in that there were some big drops in markets earlier in the weeks when it suddenly dawned on uh, many investors and speculators this could be a big deal.
1: Very much so. And I think a lot of investors are sometimes forgetting that, you know, we're still at the early stages of the coronavirus. Uh, Also, have to remember that the virus was spreading for a month before any of these containment measures have been in place. Um, And uh, the majority of the cases are mild. So you you have had lots of travel in and out of China. Uh, you know, we, we just saw the first case in Africa. And I think one of the biggest concerns is uh, while, you know, the focus is heavily on, you know, the, the, the big cities, the, the, the major, the advanced economies, but uh, the U.S., the U.K., they are they have uh, tremendous uh um public health care infrastructures but it's these emerging countries um uh, that that don't so like uh, africa had their first case today they uh, they do not have the the the, anywhere near the uh, strength of the the, the response and the support that we have in some of these advanced economies, and if we do see this virus continue to spread, uh, the global impact on trade is going to be felt, and we're still at the very early stages. And people are comparing this to SARS, and there are lots of similarities. Both are uh, coronaviruses, and uh, this this one, however, um, you know, if if it lasts as long as SARS, uh, that means we could be in another few more months, three. Four or five months, uh, six months of possible further uh, uh, building of this of this virus and spreading. And uh, right now, uh, the Chinese are getting praise, and uh, a lot of the uh, countries are uh, taking some calm from the WHO's announcement that more uh, support is going to be coming on the way as they declare this as a global international emergency. There, there's, there's. It's still too early. It's still too early to say you know, how, um, this disease is, 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 is going to, you know, unfold. And I think that, you know, we, we steadily seen on like the last three days, we saw 29, uh, percent, 20%, um, uh, jumps in, in, uh, the, uh, the, 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 death toll. And I think that you're going to continue to see it spread. Um, we, there, you know, it's too early to say when this will peak. And I think that that will, have a tremendous, uh, impact on, on, People's uh, take on global trade, and uh, everyone is pointing to China because they're the ones where this it stemmed from. And this is, you know, the word we're going to see the greatest shock to the, to their economy. And you're 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 seeing calls that we could see their GDP drop maybe one uh, percent. Um, some people possibly targeting a, a more greater decline. And and it's too early to say how far, but the the impact will be felt. And I think they've been fortunate that the Lunar New Year holiday had everyone stay at home. And uh, I think that they, while the Chinese have done a lot very well in, in, in containing and in making the decisions, I think you're going to see investors heavily focus on that February 10th day because that's the day that everyone, a lot of people are supposed to return back to work. And if that gets pushed back, I think then that might be uh, another shock to uh, – um, you know, this optimistic uh, tone that uh, this is this virus is uh, not going to have that uh, tremendous uh, negative impact on on global growth. so it's it's still too early to say, but I think there is uh, lots of flags for caution. And that's why you you saw uh, Fed Chair Powell kind of highlight that in in his testimony,
0: and you see some of the pictures coming from China uh, in uh, in the big cities. I mean, some of them are like ghost towns. And you talk about a, a drop of one percent in GDP. It looks, potentially a lot worse than that. I should also say that the UK, uh, we've heard the chief medical officer today announced the first two cases of the coronavirus in the United Kingdom coming from uh, the same family. So uh, you mentioned it's hit Africa. Well, it's finally hit this part of Western Europe. So it, it is a serious, serious situation. Um, let's move on a little. Um, I mentioned earlier on the... Bank of England's decision to leave interest rates in the UK uh, at the same level. And this was from the outgoing Bank of England Governor Mark Carney in his last statement. And uh, he says uh, also some interesting comments about uh, Brexit as well, because we are indeed speaking on historic day. Ed Moyer, you are part of history because it's the 31st of January and we are leaving the EU at eleven PM tonight, but on the positive side, depending on your view of the situation, uh, Mister. Carney has played down the effect of Brexit. Now, after all of the last three and a half years of so-called Project Fear, uh, it's interesting that he's actually said it might not, in the, at least at this stage, have such a terrible effect on the UK economy. Of course, we've got a long way to go. Another 11 months through this transition period and who knows what's going to happen after the end of this year. But uh, things are looking better for the UK economy than many might have predicted on Brexit Day.
1: Very much so. And I think, the, the car era has ended and um what made this meeting exciting was that you know, markets were kind of uh, it was a coin flip for 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 many that you know we were going to possibly see a a 25 basis point cut um some of the the speeches that we saw in uh, earlier in the month kind of hinted that that was on the table and uh the the the, the statement was pretty dovish i thought i think the growth forecasts were lowered um the there's just the, the the prediction for excess demand in the economy. It it just got completely slashed. So there there's there's. Um... I think uh, everyone is, is kind of, um, you know, a little bit sceptical of this rally that we're seeing with the the, the British pound. Uh, um, I think uh, the, well, the they're, focus they're, is… They're, yes,
0: is- interesting. There were some rumours that there was a, a, a rally just, you know, a, a couple of hours before uh, the MPC announcement. There was going to be no change and that's going to be investigated because there are suggestions that it's been leaked.
1: Yeah, and that wouldn't be the first time we've had something like that happen and uh, I, I think i think that uh if if that is the case you know obviously the investigators will 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 do their their best to punish the parties <laughs> um but I, I think that uh th- this meeting um was very uh, it was it was a, it was a live meeting and we we did see lots of um uh, big bets come in um uh, well beforehand um i I think that uh the Smart money and a lot of the, I think the the uh, analysts were were leaning towards that this was going to be uh, a hold, um, even though the despite what the the, the money markets were saying, um, uh, I, I think that everyone was. But no, no, if if we did if we take away Carney's um, last uh, speech, uh, I think you know we probably would have only seen odds at like twenty percent that this was going to be a rate cut. So, I think I, I think that uh, leaving. Andrew Bailey with the opportunity to to start his his tenure in March with the opportunity of uh, giving more stimulus if it's warranted and, and uh, having more of a wait and see approach. Um, you know they could have done an insurance cut, markets would have been fine with that. Uh, but I think giving him the ammunition to to start things uh, a little bit stronger was probably the right call for Carney and uh um I think right now as we take a look at money markets right now uh, you know there there's not much expected in in the in the horizon I think everyone is going to be focused on the the global growth concerns that we highlighted before and uh, it it's it's going to probably be uh, a smooth transition I believe but um we we might not see immediate action unless uh, unless the the economy takes a, a sharp turn
0: for the worse which could, of course, be down to the effect of the coronavirus. Quick word about uh, Bank of England uh, governor, the outgoing man, Mark Carney. Um, I don't know whether you have a view on this on your side of the pond, uh, Ed, but I wonder how you think history will judge him. Obviously, dominated uh, by the decision to leave the EU. And I think when people will look back, when the history books will judge uh, some of the characters, the way he came out on June the 24th in 2016 and calmed everybody's fears who calmed the markets i think he stepped up to the plate that day and that i think is for me that was the outstanding achievement of uh, Mark Carney's career as Bank of England governor,
1: Carney is going to go down as one of the, I think, favorite um, uh, central bank governors. Uh, I think he did a, a solid job when he was uh, head of the Canadian central bank, and I, I think you're going to probably see uh, markets have a, a, you know, a positive uh, viewing of his history and his track record. Um, I, I think uh, a lot of central bankers, uh, their their missions are. Uh, he more dictated on the strength of their economy, and uh, sometimes you have situations like Brexit, uh, where it just completely uh, takes over um, what is happening to the economy. And I thought he did a a, a fine job managing uh, monetary policy throughout uh, all the twists and turns that we saw with with uh, Prime Minister May and Boris Johnson.
0: Indeed. Now um, it's been a very very big week uh, for. Earnings in the United States, some of the biggest players uh, in the world. Um, how did they do?
1: It was peak week, and and uh, when we take a look at how the the, the giants performed, Apple they crushed it. Uh, it was uh, strong revenue growth across. Um, pretty much all sectors, uh, segments uh, that they have. Um, um, a lot of people focusing on that strong holiday buying. Um, in, in New York City, it seems like everyone is getting AirPod Pros. They were on back order uh, for month. Uh, it was uh, it was a very strong quarter, um, and and uh, you could see that in their stock price. Uh, uh, we also saw Microsoft on Wednesday report they had another strong uh, beat uh, both in the top and bottom line uh, their 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 guidance was pretty strong revenue cloud growth is just uh, uh jumping over like 60 percent uh i, I think uh, when we take a look at all the earnings uh um they were pretty strong except for facebook facebook had uh Kind of, they were the the bad apple of the week, um, and I think they had um, a lot of their their declines because of just their expenses are soaring, and uh, that's probably going <laughs> to remain the case for them. Uh, and then um, Thursday, yesterday, we had Amazon. So in the Amazon, they they crushed it as well. So you you have the biggest, the four biggest components of the S and P five hundred reporting, and uh, for the most part, the I think Facebook is kind of the least important, um, delivering strong results, and yet. Uh, when we take a look at the S&P 500, we're still two uh, percent um, away from uh, record highs. So I think it really shows you that this coronavirus, we're still in the early stages. Um, if if I were to tell you that Amazon, Apple, and Microsoft all delivered, you know, better than expected results, you know, in, in most cases exceeding the highest estimate that Wall Street had, uh, you would have expected that we would be well above. Uh, you know, the record highs that we're seeing earlier in the month. And, and you know, we should be talking about, you know, S&P 500, 3,400, not, you know, failing to uh, recapture 3,300. So I, I think you're you're, you're probably going to see um, uh, the, the remainder of earnings season, you know, waiting to see if we have an excuse to, to, to see a little bit of a profit-taking here kick in. Um, I, I think um, when we take a look at just uh, um, how – The overall earnings season went so far. The financials highlighted the consumer was strong. Um, Tech has really uh, impressed, I think, uh, last week and this week. the, The results were very strong. And as we get to other parts of the economy, we're going to wait and see, you know, how is this trade uncertainty, you know, you know, pr- you know, going to this earnings season, everyone was expecting that the phase one trade deal was going to be the reason why we were going to see uh, a little bit of an improvement here. And and for, for the most part, you know, the, the phase one trade deal is pretty much at jeopardy right now. Uh, China, if China is only going to grow at five percent, uh, they are likely not going to come through on their their promises of purchases with the U.S. And if that happens. You know, we could see uh, the tariff man, President uh, Donald Trump, uh, reiterate that hard stance, and we could see uh, a lot more pressure here on a lot of these multinational companies. So, uh, a lot is still at stake. And uh, I think uh, if this earnings season was very good for tech, um, you'll probably still see tech be the most attractive uh, spot. Tech has outperformed all the other sectors uh, uh, over the last one month, three months, six months and 12 months. So tech is where you are seeing a lot of investors still gravitate towards. But, uh, you know, every, everything is going to depend on this, this um Overall, uh, global growth concern that is coming from the coronavirus, I think. I think that is going to be the key story right now and probably for the next couple of months.
0: Indeed. And the domino effect it might have on Donald Trump's chances of winning another presidential term as well, because I mean, he's banking on the U.S. economy being in good shape by November. And uh, what do you know? Suddenly from nowhere comes this situation with the coronavirus. And You know, we've had that with foreign policy in the past where, you know, at the beginning of the year, we we, we had some concerns regarding Iran and so on. But just when you think it's safe to go back into the water, something comes from nowhere.
1: Very much so. And and I think, you know, the chances of a recession happening in the U.S. right now, they are ticking up. Um, You know, we did see the yield curve invert. uh, the, The 3 month and the 10 year inverting for the first time since October. Uh typically that's the countdown. Uh, I think a, a lot of analysts are saying maybe there's a 25 or 30% chance we'll see uh, a recession in 12 months. Now obviously that's, you know, after the election, but if we start to see significant weakness in the economy that might affect uh people uh turning up to vote. So there 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 is uh, you know the, this has been an amazing record long expansion for the US. And, uh, you know, all good things have to come to an end. Uh, we yep. go from one bubble to the next. And and uh, President Trump is trying to do his best to keep this economy strong. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll see if the president will have to uh, give some um, – ease uh, on on um, you know returning to a tough stance on trade uh, and and it, it he he's going to be tested uh, he's going to have to you know how's he going to you know take the next trade war with the transatlantic one um with the eu and uh, i i think that uh he is going to have a tough time and and right now the democrats uh, when we take a look at polling and some of these battleground states uh They're doing pretty well. I think uh, the the president uh, is still favored to um, become reelected. But if the economy is softer, if we see uh, possibly – uh, if if uh, Biden does get the nomination right now, he's the favorite or possibly even uh, uh, ma- uh, former mayor Michael Bloomberg. I think uh, he has the biggest money. He is controlling all the ads. Uh, Bernie Sanders, could... he's
0: doing quite well at the moment, Ed. He's uh, coming up in the polls. I mean, can you imagine Sanders versus Trump being incredible, wouldn't it?
1: It, it would it would be incredible it would be incredible for Saturday night live and uh, <laughs> I think it would be extremely entertaining but uh, for the Democrats, unlikely, I think, unlikely uh, yeah yeah for, for Bernie Sanders if Bernie Sanders somehow pulled it off um, you know he pulls amazing for uh, under 35. Uh, but whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, uh, Bernie does not do too well if you're above 35. And yeah. I think that.
0: <laughs> that and, and take, uh, take would- heed from the, from the UK uh, election. I think uh, once uh, Boris Johnson won that enormous majority in December, a lot of people were saying to the Democrats be careful what you wish for, a more left wing candidate for Bernie Sanders, read Jeremy Corbyn. If Bernie got
1: the nomination, uh, that would pretty much, I think, guarantee a Trump re-election. So I don't Mm. think the Democrats are going to throw much weight behind him. I think right now, yes, he's polling well, but – um you know it, i i don't think anyone really cares about iowa i think uh, new no. hampshire once we get to super tuesday that's when uh we'll, we'll start to see will will uh, bloomberg make a, po- a run i know right now he's only got what 4% <laughs> but uh he, it's it's early and uh you know the last election taught, taught us a lesson you know expect the unexpected <laughs>
0: Let's briefly look ahead to next week. We've got the non-farm payroll figures again. Um, You know, we we, we talk about this every month, but I'm not quite sure how important they are these days because they go up, they go down. And, uh, you know, we have uh, them against uh, expectations, then ahead of expectations, and we stand in the same place. But what are analysts predicting there? And, of course, earnings season continues as well.
1: Uh, very much so. So um, uh, with uh, respect to non-farm payrolls uh, The US economy is has been relying on the consumer and the labor market. Uh, they're continuing still solid growth um, A little slight improvement from last month uh, 160,000 jobs is, is the the number that we're expecting which is solid. It's great It's enough for the economy to continue, can you continue to grow at two percent? Um, and uh, well, you know, even if we had a a, a terrible miss um, it would be just one figure Um, the 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 trend has been strong with the labor market where we're we're probably going to see weakness in manufacturing but I think you'll still see um, um, overall a a strong print Um, um, the consumer was strong the spending was strong the part short-term holiday hiring will probably elevate that figure as well so uh not really going to move the needle, I think. I think you'll you'll probably see earnings season be the the, the focal point um, with the. Uh some giants reporting we'll have alphabet uh gm uh we'll also see uh twitter as well and and, and bp so i think um a big big uh reporting's there and you also uh, a lot of people are kind of forgetting you know well yes we'll have the iowa caucus and then also we'll have the the trump state of the union uh, but i think you'll probably see more of a focus on uh, earnings earning season and uh people will Pay attention to the payrolls only if it's a big miss. Um, If it's a strong reading, no one will really be surprised.
0: Ed Boyer in New York, thanks very much for joining us today. Have a very good weekend.
1: Thank you. You too.